again and welcome to our Top Side Talks. I'm Suzanne and I'm here with my sister Jackie. Hello. This episode is about how the hell do you tell them? So we're going to cover how to not underplay it, respecting personal choices, try to avoid those assumptions and you're really not a burden yeah how the hell do you break the news not the way i do (laughs) how did you do it then well do you know what actually that's a story for one of our sister podcasts in the daisy dialogues because it was an after event but basically um don't just turn around and put it in someone's lap like it's normal (laughs) but isn't the whole point of like chatting like we're doing now to normalize these things so a little bit easier to have these sort of conversations absolutely absolutely but everyone again it's just like when you get a terminal diagnosis or any diagnosis everyone's going to react differently so you have to tailor telling um the same way that you know how how you think they're going to receive it so if somebody needs a bit of hand holding you need to sit down have a cup of tea i need to tell you something that's what you've got to do if somebody is very upfront takes it on the chin then you just load it. But if you've got a toddler that probably doesn't understand anything, you probably want to handle it a bit better than me. Yeah, well, obviously children is a complete other topic. and Well, not other topic, but it is something we're going to dip into a little bit deeper. Um, but talking more like adults, do you? Do, you know, is it not better to just be up front? I mean, you don't have to go, I'm dying or I've got a really bad, like, sick and ill. You know, you say what you know, which very often, let's be honest... When uh, I've been in clinic rooms and someone's got a diagnosis, terminal or otherwise, it hasn't. You, there's only so much information they'll give you, or that you know at that point. So, it, I mean, we had our conversation when I was with my husband talking to his kids in the car. You know, because he wanted, he was a. I want him to know. I want to tell him. I want to tell him now. Whereas I know other people are like, I don't really want to tell anybody. You know, I've got a couple of clients currently, actually that you know one's a friend and they had a cancer diagnosis and they didn't want to tell anyone but me they really didn't want anyone else to know so really it's it's quite easy isn't it you you decide you tailor if you don't want to tell anyone that's absolutely your right there's no right or wrong answer in how you tell anyone but obviously if you decide to tell somebody you've got to you've got to put yourself in their shoes a little bit and see how they're going to receive it because you don't just want to crash somebody's world if you want their support. Yeah, true. I think that's the key thing. You know, what is having a conversation and sharing going to do? Now, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, and that's fine, will have the opinion, I don't want to share, I don't want to burden their life, I don't want them... But, you know, they might want to know that you're not giving them the opportunity to support you. And all right, you might think, well, actually, no, but if I tell them they're going to do this and they're going to react like that and I don't want any of that. But also, that's your opportunity to say, this is what I need from you. This is what I want from you if you want to support me. So, you know, why shy away from having that conversation? Good question. Very good question. But then you've got the other side. So if you're the patient and you don't want to tell anyone that's your right, 
but you've also got the other side if you're the patient and you've got the diagnosis but you've not really taken it on and you don't want to know anymore and then how do you tell people what's wrong with you if you've not actually taken it fully on board yourself? Well, because I guess, because I remember having this conversation with someone in a cancer unit, they were going through the same treatment as what my husband was going through at the time. And they were like, no, I don't want to know the um, outcomes. I don't want to know what symptoms are. I just want to chuck myself in and get on with it and do it. So you, you work with what's there. It's really about working with what's in front of you not adding to it Mm. so not presuming you're going to get a certain reaction or not a certain reaction not presuming they're going to support you in a certain way or not support you at all you know there's lots of don't presume you know work with what's right in front of you but equally my advice my personal advice would always be okay so you know you don't want to tell the world but there might just be a few select people that can really offer you support. And you, why deny yourself and them that opportunity? So there's a reason they don't write textbooks about this stuff. Because not one <laughs> size fits all. You have to tailor to how you feel as the patient, to how you know the people you're telling they're going to feel. There's there's so much to to navigate at a time where... Yeah, as a patient, you might be feeling it's all over or you might be feeling, actually, do you know what? I can beat this. So, yeah, there's no one size fits all. How do you tell people there's no right or wrong answer? It's just not a thing. No, it's not just a thing. So I guess at the end of the day, I guess my learning from that would be don't beat yourself up about which is the right way. There is no right or wrong way. But equally, just kind of own where you are. Because if you're someone who who is acting differently don't you think the rest of your family's gonna notice i wonder what the hell's going on and you've just deprived them of that you know if it starts to look like okay something's going on something's up you're not saying anything because people aren't stupid and even though we're not talking about it right now children aren't stupid either so they will know if something is different and it's just owning that space owning that there's something that's changed here However far you want to take that, I guess, is up to you. Yeah, so don't brush it under the carpet. Do what's right for you in that moment. And if that's keep it to yourself, that's keep it to yourself. And if it's not, then you spread out your support network because you're going to need them. I mean, I'd love to hear from a couple of different people that have tackled it differently. Because, again, this is a particular scenario that we haven't put ourselves in. However, although it's not about end of life and exits and stuff like that, you know, you've had operations, you've had things going on with your life and body, and there's times you've chosen to share it with your family and other things you've kept back. And I know as your sister, every time, but it's not my body and not my sharing, every time you've kept it back, I've gone, why didn't you share it? Because I wanted to support you. Mm. What's your thoughts on that? My thoughts on that are there are people like me that just think I can do this on my own. And quite often, I can't. Um, But I try. And and my thoughts are I don't want a burden. It always comes in because that was mum's favourite. I don't want to be a burden. So if I can do it on my own, I'm not burdening anyone. I'm doing it on my own. But actually, retrospectively, stupid. Use your support network. That's what it's there for. Absolutely, and this whole idea, I mean, again, there's a whole thing about, but where's that come from? You know, what, what makes you feel like you're going to be a burden? Everyone, 
every one of you, me, at some point in our lives are going to need support with something. Something maybe quite heavy or serious. And it, we're, this burden, everyone's... I wouldn't deprive anyone of really reaching out, having the balls to reach out at some point and go, hello, I need help and support, and asking for what they want, rather than beating about the bush, fannying about, or retreating, going, oh, I don't want to be a burden. You know, there's support out there. What's stopping you about you know where's this martyr kind of attitude come from i have no idea where my martyr attitude came from it's i don't know it's not even ingrained in me it's just something i naturally gravitate towards i'm learning um and maybe that is why i did all that because i needed to learn the more that happens as the older you get the more i will reach out because i know that support network is there but Maybe I didn't feel it was there before. And obviously that's what a lot of people go through. I don't feel it's there, so I can't use it. Yeah, so that's a really good point. That's again comes back to us talking, mm. us sharing, to say, look, you're not on your own. You're not the only one that has ever felt like a burden. You know, you're not the only one who's ever felt isolated. You're not the only one who's ever gone through... Um, treatments negative diagnoses negative treatment full stop bad experiences you're not alone and i guess that's what some of this communication is about that's the word i was just going to use it it is communication it's so important talking communicating um hand signals solar flares anything you know use what you need to do but Get the message out there. I'm going through something. And we're not talking death and dying at the moment. I'm going through anything. Yeah. I need emotional support. Talk to someone. Just put it out there before it becomes a problem that you can't deal with on your own. Yeah. So having the conversation. Mm. Bringing the conversation. When? So you can bring up a conversation like that really at any point because, again, we don't know at what stage you're talking. So like you said, it might, doesn't have to be a terminal diagnosis, but you're going through something and flag it before it gets too severe. You can bring that up on the sofa. You can bring that up when you're out having a coffee with your friend. You can bring that up at a dinner party. You can bring it up anywhere because if you've got friends family if you're fortunate enough to have friends and family they will be there for you no matter what and did you not at some point say to dad what are you feeling yeah and what did he come back with um he was scared mm. and he didn't know what to do at the time i, I neither did i and that's okay as well <laughs> could be there together in your not knowing and learning and and that in itself is support i'm scared too i don't know what i can do for you but i'll be here you know and sometimes that's all you need you don't need people to do anything there's this idea that oh my god if i share they're gonna rally they're gonna look like i'm oh poor me but sometimes you just want someone to just be there to just know that they're there is enough they don't have to do, in exclamation marks, anything in particular. So it is about just just have the conversation, you know, and ask yourself maybe even what's stopping you from having that conversation. What do you think, and I stress the word think, is going to happen by you having that conversation? Because that most of that 
may not actually unfold the way you think it would. It's really interesting, and sometimes people don't think, and they don't have the conversation. Yeah. And they're in isolation, and it's horrible to think that that's happening, but it is. So, talk. And they don't have to be. They don't have to. You don't have to be. You don't have to be on your own with it. You really don't. And you're not. It's just maybe you don't realise it. So talk. Talking is good. If you don't feel you can share with your nearest and dearest, we can be your lifeline. Get in touch. We're here to help. If you could say something to or ask death anything, what would it be? Have you got another one? Oh, yes, to meet us on our own terms and to stop visiting us uninvited. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> I do like that one. That that kind of sums up what I've just said, really, about yeah. some people wanting death and some people going, give me five minutes, please, I'm not ready. 